Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello, hello there, my beautiful red women who are out there in the world leading from the edge, birthing new worlds through your bodies, your hearts, and your minds. I know that we are sitting here at the beginning of a new year. And a new year brings with it all the great promise of everything that we don't know yet, right? This is the beautiful practice of cyclical living is, is that we get to return again and again and again to the newness, not just because it's the new year, but because we're here to revision ourselves, to put a new aspect of ourselves out into our worlds and to create something really consciously to manifest something through our own beings. I know all of you are creatrixes and manifestors and who are yearning to see a world that you would love to live in as opposed to the world that we find ourselves inhabiting. And the power comes from us as women leaders, envisioning, revisioning, and bringing forward new ways of doing things. So I thought I'd launch off this new year with some conversations about what it means to birth new things into being. And today I have a really dear sister of mine who is actually one of my mentors and one of my support people who has been amazing in my own life. And that's Madeline White Silva. Hello, love. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you. Yay. Well, I'm excited to dive in. And um, perhaps what I'll do a little bit is I'm going to let you all know, you can read about Madeline and who she is from a professional standpoint on the website here. But I would love to share a little bit about who Madeline is in my life because you wouldn't know this unless I told you. So you probably all know that I am the founder and the CEO of the Priestess Presence Temple and the Priestess Presence School of the Sacred Arts. And currently we are a membership of over 90,000 women worldwide. Um, that's a big number, isn't it? 90,000. And nine years, nine years we've been in the sacred business of providing exemplary training for women who are called to the priestess path to remember the power of who they are. So in addition to running the Red Podcast, I'm also deeply involved in that sacred business. Well, I don't know how long ago it was, two years ago now, Madeline? It was two years ago. All right. So, you know, I call myself a bit of an accidental entrepreneur. 
In other words, I am incredibly mission-focused, and my primary thing of importance is the remembrance of the priestess lineage path and being a place where people get to come to remember that path, be trained in it, and actually become ceremonial priestesses in the world, right? That's what turns me on. What didn't turn me on quite so greatly was the business aspect of this, right? And and I had a lot of blockages, we could say, around how to increase the capacity of the priestess presence, back-end systems, you know, the systemic part, the the organizational part, in order to continue become to continue to grow, but not really just grow, to become sufficient, to become grounded and um and 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 a, a business that was able to have its sacred blueprint, but at the same time have some really good business practices. I didn't really have a clue. I didn't go to business school. I didn't get an MBA, you know. And I know, like many of you listening, this world of the sacred business was a bit of an anathema for me. So one of my other beloved sisters, Melissa Seaman, who you all have heard of, is one of my BFFs. Once said to me one day, you know, I think you need to talk to Madeline, my friend Madeline. And I was like, I do? And she said, yeah, I really think it's time that you speak to Madeline. She's just a genius at creating operating systems for businesses and helping them scale to be able to actually become sustainable. That was the word. And so I have been working alongside Madeline and her team with the Priestess Presence team for the last couple of years. And so what I can honestly say is that we are finally... (laughs) (laughs) beginning to have a sacred business model that is sustainable beyond some of the systems of what we had in place prior to now. And as a result, we've been able to increase the membership size of the women that we serve, which really is what it comes down to. And we've been able to increase our revenue so that we can have a stronger scholarship program and actually become a kind of a foundation within our own business. In other words, we tithe back into our own programs to make it possible for women who would otherwise not be able to afford to do our programs to step in. These were all visions that I was holding and I had no idea how to make them come into fruition until I met Madeline. So Madeline, welcome. That's who she is to me. And I'm so lucky to have her with me. And I'm just delighted that you're here, love. Ah, oh, thank you so much. That was a beautiful uh, introduction. I just really loved hearing that story from your perspective and sitting here in <laughs> hindsight. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, and, and I think this is the thing, right? is that we all need different kinds of support at different times. That's the truth. On our journey as women in leadership, as women who are here to create new kinds of ways of doing things. So I'd love to hear a little bit, Madeline, about your your calling to be of service to women who are visionaries. And let's maybe just start there because I know that that's really what you're here to do. So tell us a little bit about what your sweet spot is, what you've really loved in the last sort of couple years of your own evolution as a woman leader in business. What have you noticed and what are you here to serve? Yeah, what a great question. So for me, I went all in when the little shit storm happened here that we've all been part of in the last few years. I went all in. Um, I always knew that entrepreneurs really hold the vision to change the world. I always felt that the world would be changed by entrepreneurs. But I went really deeper because with the shitstorm that we went through, it got really clear to me that we needed just not just 
your regular entrepreneur. There was plenty of those running around. And there was a lot of seats at the top that were becoming vacant. Uh-huh. I felt there was a lot of our leaders that we had held in high regard that fell from graces. Mm-hmm. And as I started watching this, I was like, I'm getting really excited about the people that are going to take the seats at the top. <laughs> that these seats are now becoming vacant for. And I got really clear that the solution is more of a spiritual solution. It's a deeper grounded solution. And we needed a true visionaries that actually had the real gifts to transform humanity in the world now, mm-hmm. not just the surface level. And I know, you know, a lot of times when we talk about the spiritual stuff, we don't want to talk about money. We don't want to make it about money. And I get that. But here's the thing. I got really committed to transferring the funds of the Zucks and the Musks and the other folks mm. into the hands of the visionaries that actually are going to do some good with it. Mm. And that got really excited to me. Like, it's really exciting to me to watch you give back into your own community and servicing more people and creating a bigger impact. You know, and sometimes that's, for me, is what it's really about, right? It's Mm -hmm. what we can do with the money. And, um, And so I just got really excited about that. And I made my business all about building the platforms that the structures that they, these women could really scale from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to underscore something. Well, a couple of things that you said that I think is super important within the spaces that I curate and the conversations that I have. And I think <clears throat> there's still a lot of healing that we're doing as a community around money and around scarcity and around who gets to have resources and privilege and white privilege, white superiority, all of these pieces. So I want to name the many different contexts and, and, and lenses through which we as women leaders need to look at money, right? Because we need to look at the redistribution of wealth, which is really what you're talking about from the hands of the 1% to actually be in the hands of those who can take action at a more grassroots level in their own communities and in the world to make a difference. And we have to then build structures. And this is the bottom line for all of you who are listening, who have, if you're just a solopreneur or you're somebody who is yearning to have your own business or somebody who is um, already in a business and looking to grow that or expand your impact, this conversation is for you because what I came to realize around this relationship with the structure and the money and the flow is that if I really wanted to build a vision that was a legacy, and you know, Madeline, that's my thing is, is I'm about legacy. That's really important to me. It's one of my top values is that this, that this is built to last, as it were. If I'm going to do that, then I've got to have something that can actually, the wheels can keep moving forward on that has a good foundation, that has the banks of the river for the money and the, the, the abundance and the partnerships and all the things that come to have something to come to priestess presence through. Because if they're not there, you can't bring that goodness towards the vision that you're fueling. And I think for many of us as women, and I want, I'm curious how you, you see this is, you know, we, 
myself included, have had blocks around deserving to make money mm-hmm. or deserving to not have to work really, really, really hard in order to make the money. So I'm curious of what's the vision that you have for us as women, because I think we've been handed this patriarchal notion that, oh, you might be able to make money, but if you're going to make money, you've got to sweat blood and tears it. You've got to really like lose your life for it. You've got to create this beast and this demon, and then you, you don't have any time for yourself. So what's another way of us looking at this? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to preface my answers. You know, I'm a little bit of a, I'm definitely a rebel. So my big time of a rebel. So I like (laughs) like to to ruffle feathers a little bit. I think it's kind of fun. Mostly I like to do it because I think it stops you in your tracks. And even if you get a little bit busy, uh, at least you're paying attention. Um, And, you know, maybe you'll come back to this conversation later. But when it comes to money, I think money is just, this is how I would love for you to look at it. Money is energy mm-hmm. and money is simply an exchange that we get from the universe. That is a direct proportion to the contribution that we are making energetically and receiving money is about receiving and receiving is about being in the flow, flow of life about opening up. So I'm totally anti-hustle. Like my whole business is built on three-day work weeks. You know, I gallivant around Europe for a couple of months every summer. I, you know, I have a lot of leisure in my business and a lot of spaciousness. So one of the things I'm always looking to create is abundance in three different areas. Financial, one, so we have the money to reinvest in the vision and the business and we can actually have make a bigger impact. And obviously to take good care of ourselves, because if we're going to step into our queendom, we're going to have to feel like queens. You know, we don't want to feel like peasants because that is not a very empowered place to lead from. Mm -hmm. So we're stepping into that queendom. The other piece I really want to create is time freedom, this spaciousness place where money is not directly related to how much energy and I mean, how much hustling we're doing and how much time we're putting into something or how hard we're working, but that it's really uh, based around spaciousness so that you get to step away from your business or step away from, you know, the hustle mode Mm -hmm. and still have momentum and abundance and resources provided for you. And I think the last one is this visionary creative freedom because so often I watch visionaries, women that step into their businesses and they get kind of, I call it dried up dish rags after a while because they just working so hard in their mm-hmm. business, trying to plug all the holes, keeping all the plates spinning mm-hmm. that they lose sight of the bigger vision. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they come to me, they like, they say things like, well, you know, if I just make $5,000 more a month, everything is going to be okay. Or You know, if I just get 10 more people in my program, everything is going to be okay. Like they have this very incremental milestones that they're searching for and they kind of lost sight Mm -hmm. of the true vision. And, and the thing about that, it's not about the money. It's not about having a big business, not about the bragging rights, but here's the thing that breaks my heart around this. That means that the impact that you know that you're here to make your purpose to be alive at this time right now is completely being lost. Mm-hmm. It's being watered down 
and and lost somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. So I recently, you know, a couple of years ago, I found out that only 2% of women entrepreneurs ever make it to seven figures, to ever make a million dollars in a business. And I just said, okay, I'm on a mission to, to change that because I believe that if we have more wealth in women entrepreneurs' hands and is specifically deeply spiritual, grounded, transformational leaders, channels, light workers, the people who are actually here to make a difference, if we have resources in those hands, imagine what we could create on this planet. That to me is what makes me get up in the morning Mm -hmm. and do the work that I do. So when it comes to money, we can just look at it from this perspective of what we can give back yeah, and also um, really living from a place of feeling empowered. So this is where I would step in and say, you know, as a sacred business owner, and I talk a lot about this interface between the sacred and the business, between the spiritual and the mundane. That's my whole world is working with that integration, right? When everything that I teach, everything that's to do with the priestess presence or any anywhere else that I'm teaching. <clears throat> and one of the things that I think has been so amazing, Madeline, around your invitation to me as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, right, has been to look at the world of structure and what is needed in terms of structure in order for there to be flow. And again, this is another language that I speak intimately between what we could call the masculine and the feminine, right? Electromagnetic. How are you in balance? Because if you have not opened your arms to receive and this is really key. I really want you all to listen to this for a second because there is a direct connection between giving and receiving. They are two sides of one circuitry. And if you are giving, 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 giving in your world constantly, but you are not allowing yourself or creating the ways for yourself to actually receive. And this isn't just about money. This is about support. This is about guidance. This is about abundance of all kinds, right? If you aren't making the time to actually shift your perspective to see how you're receiving in your life, you're going to be living in that deficit. And in some ways we are trained through the patriarchal consciousness to live in that deficit. Because guess why? It keeps us striving and pushing. It keeps us always feeling in scarcity and not enoughness. It keeps us pushed to work harder, do more, right? That's the system. So what I find revolutionary, and I love that you love to ruffle feathers, and it's part of why I hired Madeline was because I needed someone to ruffle my goddamn feathers, because this is the truth, right? It's none of us like to get uncomfortable. We like to be comfortable, but sometimes you need to get someone on your team who is going to make you a little uncomfortable. Well, so Madeline asked me a lot of pretty uncomfortable questions. I remember them in service to me breaking out of limitation. Because we all come in with our limitations. And one of my limitations that I remember saying to you, Madeline, was, you know, well, I'm a, we're a spiritual organization. And it's really, really, really important to me that it, we have access for anybody to come into this temple. Like it has to be that anybody can come into temple. And then, you know, from there, yes, there can be products and programs and offerings that create income. But it's really important to me. And I remember you saying to me, So if you want to sustain that, 
right? If you want to actually sustain a space where anybody is welcomed, you're going to need to really look at the investments that people are paying to you and how to increase the bandwidth of what those who have money that they want to give to this can give it to you. And I was so uncomfortable with that. I remember being so uncomfortable. And why was I uncomfortable? Because of this split between spirituality and money. But this is what's real, darlings. If you have a vision that you want to create, it's going to take money. I don't care what it is. It's going to take money. And the question is, my vision was this. And I'm really proud to say Priestess Presence, and I have gotten to this goal this year. My vision was I wanted for my first year mystery school programs. So that was with an end to the mystery and Rosa Mystica Mystery School. I, I wanted to have a 30% scholarship level. In other words, 30% of every first year class was going to be scholarships. And this year, I was able to do that because there was enough streams of revenue coming into temple, enough women were stepping forward that a percentage of everybody else's uh, financial gifting into the temple was going to go back to those women, that 30%. That's a lot, y'all. 30% of the program is a lot to be able to scholarship. And no one else is going to be being the philanthropist in my business to give me that money. I had to vision how to do it and we had to create it as thus. But that's part of my vision is, is that that's how we can then have the sacred business line up with the principles of what our values are, right? Because it's not, it's no good having a value system if you're not then enacting it, right? And that's a lot of the gap that we see in our world is we, people will say one thing and then do the other. Well, I think as women leaders, we have to model how to do this differently. So I, so I want to thank you for challenging me, Madeline. What would you say is the number one thing that someone who is holding a vision in their life is something they want to create as a business needs to know? What would you say if there's somebody even just beginning that like they want to start a business to somebody who wants to actually, you know, expand a sacred business? What would you say the number one thing is that you would say to someone who's a visionary? What do they need to know about this visionary process? Yeah, that there's a five-step process. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Madeline has great steps. What are the five steps? <laughs> if you do the right thing at the right time, actually the right thing at the right time. Yeah rather than, you know, thrashing around, trying a bunch of stuff, throwing spaghetti on the wall, you can actually make it there so much quicker and so much easier. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is the thing that not really is talked about in the industry at all. And so people are jumping from mastermind to mastermind and trying to learn the business, the business skills to be successful. And it's not really measured about how they should be investing at different stages of their business and where they are and what to focus on. And so we're trying to do all, all of it at once and we spin our wheels a lot. And it turns out that most people end up in burnout and are not able to truly, truly live the vision that they want, they here to create. Mm. Mm. And so, yeah, so yes, I do have systems for this. Um, you know, but I think like, if you knew that, like, if I had known that when I stepped into my first business and imagine if you had known that, that if like, if I do this thing now and I do this thing next and then this thing and then this thing, then I'm there, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't have to be this guessing game. Mm. 
um, where we oftentimes are running around chasing shiny objects, trying to make it happen somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Um, one of the things I know we were talking about before we started recording today was, uh, you know, like what it is that happens to those of us who hold vision. And so, you know, and from my lensing, everybody has a visionary channel. It's not like something that one of us has that nobody else has. And we're all called to vision and make manifest in different ways. And not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. I do not believe that. I know that's not true. However, those of us who are here as sacred business leaders, as well as sacred spiritual leaders or healers, right? We can start out with these visions. And what tends to happen is we get fired up about the vision and it fuels us to move out into the world and go, okay, I'm going to start to make manifest on this vision. And then somewhere in the process of becoming third dimensional with that vision, right? When we go from the 5D down to the 3D, there's something that happens and it's happened to me, which is that your original vision becomes kind of, it gets wobbled and and it gets diluted and it gets, you you start to feel like, oh, it starts to feel like pushing boulders uphill, right? It gets really difficult. So I'm curious in your experience of working with visionaries, what's the antidote to this, this overwhelm that can happen when we're trying to bring something into form? Because I don't care what it is. It, it ha- happens to me. It's like, you, it suddenly seems like it was so easy when it was up in the visionary stage and it was so clear. And then when it's down here in the third dimension, it's like, oh my God, this is just turned into a hell realm. <laughs> right? right. right? Well, yeah. So the antidote is spaciousness. So as, as visionaries, we, we lose sight of the vision when we get into the doing. Yeah. So the do, 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 the hustle, yeah. That space, we lose sight of where we're going. We're spinning wheels. We lose sight. And and that is what we told how to build the business is to do the hustle. That's right. And, you know, so that's what I mean. Like if you have a five-step plan that you know you can do what to do in each stage, you're not hustling. You're not mm-hmm. trying to do all things at once. You're not spinning all the plates at once. You have a methodology that you are following that that guides mm-hmm. you through the whole process. Yeah. Right. So I think that is really important. So there's different stages in the business and you focus on different things, depending on where you are in that stages. Um, And so it's really important to focus on those things, but it's really spaciousness. You know, this is the reason I run my own business on three day work weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like I found out that I get my best downloads. I find out the biggest solutions to the biggest problems in my business when I'm not sitting at my desk, when I'm Mm -hmm. not, Mm-hmm. On a bunch of calls with clients, right? Like I'm not doing the call, the call or whatever I'm doing during the day or meeting with my team or coaching people or supporting people or building things. But when I'm off, you know, hanging out with my guy, checking out one of our favorite bands at one of our local venues and, you know, hanging out with friends and, and or, you know, sitting on the beach with my feet in the sand, you know, that's when I get my downloads mm-hmm. and I solve the biggest problems. And so getting out of hustle mode is one of the most powerful things. And of course, we have to also do, you know, I do believe we have to take action on our vision and we have to do things to help it grow. But if we do the right thing at the right time, it's a whole lot less doing that needs to be doing, need to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, and then we have that spaciousness 
to really fill into that vision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can hear myself a couple few years ago and probably a lot of women who are listening into this, who are at different stages and phases of their lives. And I can hear them saying, well, that's great, Madeline, but I don't have anybody else to do this, the shit. So I ha- how am I going to get spacious when I, I, I basically am it? It's me. It's me and myself and I am, right? And that, you know, that's where I'm stuck. And I think a lot of people get stuck at this place of like, I, I need more help, but I can't necessarily, I need more revenue in order to hire the help. But in order to get more revenue to hire the help, I'm on the hamster wheel. So I'm imagining you've got an answer for this, but I know that I know where that is. I've been there. I was there for quite a long time inside my business too. And it's so freaking frustrating. So what's, yes. your, what's your input Absolutely. around that? <laughs> I call that the financial catch-22. Right. It's the financial catch-22. We know we need more help and more systems in place, but we don't have the money to hire more help or slow down to build the systems. Right. So we in the business hustling away because it's the only way to maintain yeah. and, and just keep the plates in the air. Right. And so what do you do when you're in that, when you have your back against the wall and you're frustrated and you're burnt out? And you lost sight of your vision. And there you are. And I'm telling you to have create more spaciousness, right? <laughs> right like exactly. A, right? Like seriously, Madeline. Right? <laughs> Get me upside ahead. That's easy right. for you to say. Yeah. So I totally get it. I totally get it. For one thing, you know, I, I found myself, lo- I lost my whole profit margin in my business uh, around circa 2015. I lost the whole profit margin on my business. And I was about, I actually was getting foreclosure paperwork to my, for my house. And I was about to lose my house. I was about to lose my livelihood. Um, and my husband wasn't working at the time because he's an amazing musician. So I retired him early on in my business. And so the only income we had was the income that was coming in from the business. And I wasn't able to pay myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I had my back against the wall and, and figured out how to pivot out of that. And in the process of doing that, I figured out how to build teams on, on really low budgets. Mm. And I figured out how to really streamline businesses where you can actually delegate very complex tasks to almost anybody. Mm. Um, and I think those kind of assets, when you create those kind of assets in your business, that's what gives you a lot of spaciousness. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, Sometimes people think that because I'm so much, I'm so into scaling and I love scaling and I talk about team and system that I'm like in love with teams and systems. And, and I know sometimes that's probably what it looks like from the outside looking in. But in reality, what I'm actually the most passionate about is my visionary freedom. And that is what I'm guarding like gold, because I know that the only thing I can delegate in my business is ah. creating vision. And without the vision, the, the whole business dies. Wow. That's such and a powerful statement. Yeah. So like, if we don't have the structure, so structure equals freedom in my world. And so we need team, we need, and you can start investing in incremental ways. Right. That, that gets you out of that. Now, number one is figuring out what is the one thing that you need to focus on right now in your business to drive the growth rather than doing 10 things, just do the one thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number two 
figure out there are really strategic ways of finding very, very resourced ways where you can find help to get people in your business doing some of the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And that is a worthwhile investment. And also then building systems that oftentimes can do the heavy lifting for you. Uh, automation since, you know, we have to simplify a lot before we can multiply and looking at those things. So when you do all those three things simultaneously, magic starts really to happen. Ooh. So I want to sort of take a breath for a moment because this is part of what Madeline's genius is, is this, um, what we could say quintessentializing or bringing it down to how to simplify what you're doing. And I know that for many of us as visionaries, what happens is, is that we don't have anyone else to help us hold the vision. And I know that's true from my perspective. And so one of the things I would add into the mix is find one other person that can help you hold the vision that you're standing in and remind you of what the vision is because you are going to forget and you are going to have days where you're like, is it even worth it? Why am I even bothering doing this? Because this is my truth. Anything that's worth a damn, anything that's worth doing in this world, it takes focus. And I don't mean hard graft. It takes discipline and focus, right? To create something into being. It does. I don't care what it is. You have to commit yourself. And I would say deeper than that, devote yourself to what your vision actually is. And so getting clarity around what your vision is, is one step, which I often help women with. That's where I come in. I A lot of the work I do with the women I'm working with, Madeline, as you know, is looking at the scaling into legacy of like, what's really important here? Yeah, you've got a great business, but is it actually serving the higher purpose that you came here to bring to the world, to leave for the world? And then Madeline comes in and says, well, let me help you create the structure so you can actually do that. So you can see how there's a marriage made in heaven right here. <laughs> right? So this this piece though, okay, so that we've talked about the person who's, you know, at that horrible ceiling where you need help, but you can't get, you know, that, that place. What about the person who, let's just bring in another avatar of women who are in my community, and this might be you, so I'm bringing it up to get Madeline to answer this for us. What about somebody who's already, quote unquote, running a successful business, but they're still not really paying themselves? Ah uh, yes. Oh, this, 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 this happens a lot, right? Okay, I'll just I'll just be completely honest because this was me, right, Madeline? This yes, is me. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you, and and um and thank you for your vulnerability, you know. And I just want to let you know, I see this all the time. I step into six multi multi six seven figure businesses all day long, and a lot of times the CEO are not having been giving themselves a raise probably since the second or fourth year of the business. Right. Even though been, since the beginning. The since the beginning, you know, like they just haven't been able to because they invested all of the funds. And I think this is especially true in businesses where we really are, mm-hmm. you know, doing it from a place of deep purpose and calling yeah. because we are so propelled to make that happen. But we wouldn't be able to create reciprocal 
let me give back the way you have in your business without making them more money. So like, how do we do this? And also um, really create that. And for those women, this is probably most of the women that I work with is people who are have already very, fairly successful business, but they still sometimes get stuck in that day to day. And they haven't really been able to create sustainability and profitability Mm-hmm. Uh, to really create the ultimate vision, but now to have such big of a machine that is so dependent on them that it's, they can't really leave it right. and they're feeling kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And in those cases, what we're really looking for um, is, is really looking at what is the success that you already have in your business and what are the things that we need to amplify what are the things we need to tweak? Mm-hmm. And what are the things that we need to eliminate to actually springboard the success to mm-hmm. the next level? Mm-hmm. So, for example, I, I remember this, um, I think on our very second call that we ever had, that you had come in and you had a, you had a launch that didn't quite work as you had hoped. Mm-hmm. And the numbers weren't coming. And anybody who's run a launch, you know, you're putting all your eggs in a basket, you're hoping it's going to and you have payroll and you have the, the, the liability of running the business and it's nerve wracking. It's scary. Um, and, and, you know, if, and then where are you going to, how are you going to take care of your people mm. if the funds are not there? And I remember us sitting there in that call and, and, you know, and I was, I was pretty bold and gave you some really bold advice and, and you just ran with it. And I think it, it totally transformed how you do business in a really profound way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those moments where we can pivot and we can look at what, what are the low hanging fruit in your business that really can make the biggest transformation. Mm-hmm. Now I would say that most of us don't have insight into what we are doing in our own business and have an easy way of getting out of our own way. We just don't see those roadblocks in our, in our own path. Mm-hmm. And this is where mentorship becomes really important because you have somebody, you get to borrow somebody else's perspective to get you through. And, and, you know, bigger the breakthrough, I mean, the, the bigger the breakdown, the bigger the breakthrough, which is always the fun part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that I, I'm aware of is that as women, entrepreneurs, business owners, sacred business entrepreneurs, however you want to call yourself, we are still at a very emerging field. Um, the fact that there's only 2% of all businesses owned by women ever make seven figures, that's really telling. It's really telling, which means that the majority of women business owners are making in the six figures. And if you really honestly think about what it costs to run a business, and all of the things that you have to go into a business, it means that probably most of the women who are entrepreneurs and who are in sacred businesses, may be true for you, are not earning as much as they would be if they were in a job working for someone else. And I, what I'll be completely transparent with you all around is, is that <laughs> I started Priestess Presence nine years ago, at which time I was pretty much a full, well, I was a very full-time therapist. I was a supervisor. I had a full practice. I ran supervision groups. I trained therapists. I taught at university. Okay. And I am just now in line with what I was making back then financially. Now, after nine years. Now that's because 
I was so invested in the vision that I was like, no, it, at all costs, this needs to work. I need this to work, right? And I, I don't regret the decisions that I've made. And I also am here as a living testament that there is a different way to do this. There is a different way for us to come together as women to share our wisdom, our expertise, our resources to support each other, that the way that we do sacred business, the way that we change the planet is not just by the things that we do with our clients or our, you know, transformational artists that we're supporting, but it's really by how we work within our own business. Because your business is a microcosm of the world you want to see. So if you can create your business along the lines of the values and the principles that you want to see in the world, you are contributing to that shift within the microcosm of your own business, regardless of who you're actually serving, just with the beings who are in your business and the way that you set up your agreements and do the work with them. It's all part of the work, you know? So I I really want to encourage everyone who's listening here to perhaps take a step back from the vision that you're holding and ask, what is the one thing, the first one thing, the first step of what I actually need in order to take action on this vision? Like what would be the one thing? And really listen, really listen to what that is because you can't do the 10 things. You have to do the one thing the one next thing that makes sense. And I know one of the mistakes I made earlier on in Priestess Presence, being so new to this, being so like completely unknowing, was I tried to do too many things all at once because suddenly it was happening. And I was like, oh, and we need a program and we need this and we need that, right? All these things. And I built all these things that are no longer in existence because actually they weren't the thing that was really needed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my God. When I look at what I invested in, I had to let go of because it didn't really serve the vision, you know? So I want to thank you, Madeline, for being here. I know that you have a a free gift for those women who might be interested in learning more about your systems and how you work and how you help to support women in the world with with their visions and bringing them to fruition. What's the um, free gift that you have for them today? Yeah, I have a really simple scalability assessment. Mm-hmm. This basically just helps you to scale to freedom. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, good. <laughs> really, really bring in that calling that calling in that vision. It really is, you know, we love working with and partnering with women entrepreneurs, transformational leaders, light workers, channel channels, shamans, plant medicine people. We work with all kinds of priestesses and all kinds of amazing amazing women who are really up to big things in the world and have a really big mission and Mm. a big heart. Mm. And um, we have a done for you business scaling solution that just helps you to actually allows you to step into your vision more fully and allows us to build a structure that can support it. Mm. And, um, and the scalability assessment helps you to kind of look at the pieces of your business and really assess how close are you? What are the pieces that needs to be put in place to really make that happen? Mm. Mm. Beautiful. So let me ask you this. I ask these questions to everyone who comes onto the Red podcast, and these questions come from Red herself. So, Madeline, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What do you avoid but secretly to 
Yeah, sorry. What do you avoid but secretly yearn to express more fully? Mm, what do I avoid? Mm. Such good. <laughs> hmm. That's such a good question. I'm really sitting with that. I would say this. I think that, um, you know, talking about structure and team is so natural to me is where my brain goes is I, I see the patterns. I, you know, I see business models. I'm, I'm a business architect. I'm, I love looking at patterns and those kind of things. And that's probably where a lot of the places where I sit. And I think the things that I don't often bring to the forefront is really the deeper reasons of why I'm so passionate about those things and the deeper vision and how I really see the world and, and the amazing people that we get to serve. There's something that's just mm. blows my mind. You know, I'm, I, I oftentimes say, you know, I, I'm deeply spiritual, but it's not something that my business necessarily on the outward looking in built around. You know, I'm, I often, you know, I tell all of my clients, you know, your business grows in direct proportion to how much you yourself are willing to grow. And I do believe that being a spiritual entrepreneur is a spiritual endeavor. And I live my life that way, you know, Mm. Um, and I work my business that way, but it's not something that I necessarily share Mm. a whole lot about Mm. how that gets done out in the world. Mm. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I think that, that there's so many more brilliant people like you, Elaine <laughs> Kalila, who is, is brilliant at what you do, who has the words for these things. Um, mm. And I think really passionate about those things to, to make the transformation there happen. Yeah. I love hearing that. And it, what it sparks in me, Madeline, because, you know, part of my, my work in the world with women who are legacy bearers and builders is, you know, I really firmly know that it's when we step more fully into that genius and allow that to move through. And so I, that's why Red asks these questions, right? Like, of what is it that we're, what, what is our leading evolutionary edge in our mm-hmm. own self? Because if we believe that, you know, our offerings in the world grow in proportion to where we dare to go internally, right? Where we dare to express. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's been really powerful in my own life. Mm -hmm. And in the lives of women that I support is to, to be that one who coaxes you toward the edge and says, well, what about that thing that you really yearn to express more of? You know, how would it be if that was a little more center in -hmm. everything? So there's that question. And then there's the other one, which is, you know, can be a little naughty at times, if you like. (laughs) Because that's what Red likes too. And she says, what's the most revealing thing about you that you hide? (laughs) I know, right? On the edge. (laughs) Um, Most revealing thing about me that I hide. Yeah. Hmm. Or that we might not necessarily know about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I oftentimes say that I grew up in hell, you know, like in a war zone kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I grew up in a really intense, a lot of po- po- trauma basically gone through my whole life and um, mm-hmm. done a tremendous amount of work around those pieces. And these days I don't, I don't have a lot of triggers. I don't, I don't sit in a lot of the, the PTSDs anymore. And 
what's been really beautiful about that is, is that I really recognize trauma when I'm working with my clients. Um, I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. I know how to talk to it. Mm. Um, so there is a piece where it's really beautiful. I also really learned how to self-regulate and be with my own moments of instability. So it allows me to really hold space for people. And I think potentially, you know, trauma is probably one of the biggest places that gets in our way as we are creating our visions and stops us and tell us the lies. And I think it's really confusing when you're dealing with trauma because it's really hard to know what's real and what's not real because there's so much gaslighting that came along with a trauma imprint that happens in our souls. And so, you know, like the other day, I was just talking to a friend of mine about shame and she's blessed to have actually grown up with a just fantastic family. And she goes, well, you know, shame is really great because it really tells us, you know, when we step out of line and I think it's a really healthy, healthy thing to be aware of. And I was like, you, you're absolutely right. And if you grow up in trauma, it's very hard to discern the shame that comes from a healthy place from the inside as opposed to the shame that's been superseded upon you and knowing the difference of what's what. So understanding those distinctions when I'm working with clients and really holding space for the deeper transformation that happens as we actually work on the business, I think is, is um, really powerful. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Madeline. Thank you for your vulnerability, because this is what I really believe in. I know those of you who listen to the Red Podcast know this. And if you're new here, welcome. But <laughs> really and truly, what I believe the difference is when I say we're women leading from the edge of our own evolution, we're women who are leading new paradigms and creating those in the world through our sacred business, through our leadership, is this is that being able to have a full spectrum of our intelligence, our emotional intelligence, our psychological intelligence, our emotional bandwidth, our skill sets of the feminine to bring those forward and to be supported and to build the structures and space, but to have it fueled by our personhood, by who we actually are. That's what makes the difference, you know, and that's really what defines a sacred business for me because business really means it's an entity that makes money. None of us are really that interested in just running businesses. We're not. I mean, you know, not really. Not if we're in this world. And we're interested in impact and transformation. That's what we're, that's why we're here. The business is the vehicle through which we're doing that. And so that's where I just really wanted to have you speak into that, Madeline, because, you know, it's rare in our space to find somebody who is brilliant at the systems, but also is um, coming from this visionary space of wanting to make a difference and actually being aligned with the energetics and understanding the trauma that many of us as women carry. I would say collectively, we carry a trauma around our power, our voices, around having a right to make money, to have our own livelihoods, to be successful. I mean, this is groundbreaking, sweethearts. Our mothers and their mothers before them couldn't do this. That's really why I'm doing it. It's why I said yes to the mission. I know it's why you're here. And those of you who are listening, I know that's why you're being called to whatever it is you're called to. It's because you're part 
of this evolving consciousness that, mm-hmm. and we need support to be able to do it, right? We need to be able to learn how to build the structure, but have it be embodied through the sacred. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be working with Madeline if she didn't have that sensibility, because how could I? I needed to work with someone in priestess presence to help me with that sacred business who understood what I was up to. So I just want to say that out loud because that's, I think often what happens, and I hear this from women a lot, Madeline, is that they go and they do business courses and they're so steeped in such patriarchal systems and ideas and ways of doing things that they get hoodwinked and then they get completely um, off track and end up going down a track that doesn't fit the mission that they're on, doesn't match their mission, and then they're out of integrity. And they have to then kind of like find their way back to their center. Mm. And I think for us as women, this is where we can really help each other is by saying, yeah, we don't have to do it that same way. We don't. No, no. But there does need to be structure and organization, but it doesn't have to emulate all those models out there that are so steeped in the patriarchal notion. Yeah. And I would also, you know, when you you talk about that, I, I just want to speak into this because this is something that we do so differently when we build structure. Yeah. We don't have a structure that we supersedes on top of our visionaries. Right. We actually step in and utilize human design and the strengths finder and some other and and just lots of communication and, and drawing it out of you and asking lots of questions that really helps me to see your vision and who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. That is the starting point in how we build structure. We actually build structure around who you are so that it's in perfect alignment with your natural strength and your unique wiring. So there's none of that trying to contort into a box or structure that feels, you know, really uncomfortable and out of sorts. And yes, you know, that's just, that's just not bro marketing and, 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 you know, funnel building and all of that stuff. There's so many better ways to build sustainable, profitable businesses that create recurrent income that takes good care of yourself and also really leaves a legacy and and transform people's lives. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to sell yourself out in the process. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on and chatting to us today. And for those of you who want to find out more about what Madeline's up to in her world, and she has her own podcast and does amazing interviews with women about all of the stuff that she's been talking about today. So you can find all of her details down on the um, bio on the page and her links as well to her assessment. So I want to thank you for being here with me, Madeline and the Red Women. And I will be back very, very soon with another amazing episode. And please make sure to subscribe or like this podcast on whatever platform it is that you're watching or listening to it on, should I say. All right, my loves, many, many blessings. Until next time, bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red Women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. 
If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Blessings.